Well, hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, part of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard each week on Chorus Radio. It's a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. So Valentine's Day is coming up in a few weeks. And with that in mind, we're going to visit with the folks from Hotel Arts in Calgary who have a COVID-friendly romantic getaway that you can enjoy. Plus, they also have some plans for a golf studio down the road. So we'll find out more about both in about 10 minutes. Plus, we'll head to Canmore, Alberta, and learn about dog sledding, which sounds like a whole lot of fun to me, with the folks from Howling Dog Tours. But to start things out, we're very pleased to have Wendy Parody join us. She is the president of ACTA, the Association of Canadian Travel Agencies. And we're going to talk about the trickle-down effect of all those flight, tour, and cruise cancellations that has taken place over the past 10 months. And we're going to get her thoughts, too, on the new negative COVID test that's required now to enter Canada. Lots of things to talk about, Wendy. Thanks for joining us. Hello. We hear all the time... Uh, in the news about airlines struggling, uh, cruise lines with no sale orders. All of that has a triple-down effect, doesn't it, for your members, uh, travel agents and agencies? That is uh, correct. Uh, So although ACTA represents travel agents and travel agencies across uh, Canada, that we are part of a travel industry ecosystem, and um, it's it won't be a surprise to you that um, the entire travel industry, including our members, are uh, suffering um, terribly uh, right now, um, recognizing that um, also a number of other Canadians um, are as well. Mm-hmm. So tell me about the last 10 months, what it's been like. Do you have a few examples? Sure. Um, so uh it's often said that the travel industry goes into a crisis first and comes out last. So this is uh, definitely true of the COVID-19 crisis. So we started experiencing um, and seeing some uh, real issues um, in China and travel to Asia, you know, as early as late January, February. And then, of course, um, uh, everything came crushing down, uh, crashing down in uh, mid-March. And um, and really, this health crisis, and we acknowledge it as a health crisis first, um, the unattended uh, outcome of that is uh, just a catastrophic impact on the travel industry and our members. Since um, March, uh, the travel industry, for the most part, has been uh, down in uh, passengers and sales. Um, we hover between 90 and 100%. Um, so that was true in March, um, and it is in tr- fortunately it's true in January 2021 as well. So it's been catastrophic. What's, uh, what's been the follow- followed out of recent announcements of uh, negative test, uh, COVID test requirements before boarding an aircraft coming into Canada? And even more recently, the Prime Minister saying, just cancel your trip altogether because you never know what's going to happen. Uh, that's right. And so, um, first of all, we did start seeing um, a real change in the situation just before Christmas um, and then in the new year with um, all, in, all these announcements. And, of course, the bad news keeps uh, coming that, um, that you know, the government has been clear with us in our conversations uh, in very early January that um, with the high levels of the virus spread, um, with lockdowns happening in many areas in the country, 
Um, and most, um, I would say, uh, catalytic there was the grave concern um, around the new variants of the virus. Um, the one that was first identified in Britain, of course, um, they're telling us is between 50 and 70 percent more contagious. And so that has really changed um, and evolved the conversation um, and concern around uh, travel. And so um, with the announcements that um, we've always had a travel advisory in effect since COVID and um, that um, it's still in place today, the messaging has gotten, of course, in the last three weeks, um, quite stronger. And uh, to your point that um, there is such concern um, about the new variants and the spread and our healthcare systems, uh, particularly in some of the provinces, um, not being able to uh, handle the issue, that along with lockdowns that the government has made a stronger stance as far as um, as uh, international travel and um, as you mentioned that the Prime Minister has asked Canadians to uh, cancel um, any non-essential uh, trips. Uh, so that is, um, we understand um, the concern around the virus and the health of Canadians comes first. Um, and so we do see some very dark days um, in front of us. And obviously you'd like to see more of a balance, I would think. Uh, in a perfect world, what would you like to see the government do? Well, one of the things that we're asking the government for is to uh, work with industry and really um, keep taking one step in front of the other. And so as we flatten this curve, that, there, that we're ready to go and that we understand the conditions required for us to be able to lift some of these restrictions. Um, some of the testing that's going on or the pilot projects across the country, um, even though the borders have tightened up, the pilot project in um, uh, Alberta is uh, continuing. There's some, there's some really important data coming out of that uh, pilot. And so our real ask of the government is as we go through this short-term crisis um, that they continue to work with us in the background so that we can get travel up and running um, when it is safe to do so. We talk to a lot of uh, Canadians, we talk to a lot of politicians, and, um, it's, and, and of course we watch all of these surveys. And one of the things that is really interesting is that when we ask um, Canadians or you know, surveys across the country ask Canadians the question, what are you most excited about um, when we get uh, COVID better under control? And number one, um, Canadians cannot wait to spend time with friends and families. They talk about Christmas, summer barbecues, um, meeting their friends in a restaurant. So that's number one. And then number two is they can't wait to travel again. And so I think that that is um, some good news um, for us. And, um, and so our ask of the government is to continue to work with industry so that as this uh, curve gets flattened, that we're ready to go. The second thing is the rollout of the vaccines. We've heard lots of news about the challenges about that, 
but um, from a health perspective and then from our own perspective around travel, that um, we see that the vaccine rollout um, for Canadians to get back to a more normalized life, including travel, is uh, key. So our ask of them um, is to uh, really um, uh, pay attention and have sound plans and execution around vaccine rollout. So I think that as we go through um, this crisis and these dark days of travel, that I really want to reinforce the need um, to protect the travel infrastructure in Canada. It is crumbling around us in that um, it's been pretty well um, without any kind of revenue um, since March. And so one of our key asks of the government um, while um, we're taking the steps to restart travel is that the extension of the aid programs and the aid, and aid programs to protect this infrastructure is a number one priority. Wendy Parody is the president of ACTA, the Association of Canadian Travel Agencies. Uh, their website is acta.ca. It's uh, always a pleasure to chat with you, Wendy. Thank you for taking the time to do this. Thank you so much. Well, Valentine's Day is coming up in a few weeks, and with that in mind, we're going to check in now with the folks from the Hotel Arts in Calgary who have a COVID-friendly romantic getaway that you can enjoy. Plus, they also have some plans for a golf studio down the road. So here to give us the details on both is Carolyn Watson. She is the Marketing and Media Relations Manager for the Hotel Arts. The website is hotelarts.ca. Hi, Carolyn. Hi, Randy. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for doing this. I'm excited to hear about your promotions, but uh, before we get to them, tell me about the Hotel Arts brand itself. Sure. Hotel Arts opened in 2005 as Calgary's first locally owned boutique hotel, and we're really defined by our local connections, boutique experiences, culinary delights, visual arts, and our exceptional customer service. We're located in Calgary's Arts and Entertainment neighborhood of Victoria Park, and we're really a style-driven and have an extensive, professionally curated art collection in the hotel. We're home to two on-site award-winning restaurants, Yellow Door Bistro and Raw Bar, and all of our 185 rooms are all beautifully appointed with contemporary decor, inviting beds, elegant bathroom finishes, um, and they feature a mix of designer rooms and luxury suites. Our suites all feature very roomy lounge, uh, full-size wet bar, and it's really the perfect place to enjoy a cocktail while overlooking your the city views from your balcony. <laughs> well, it all sounds great. <laughs> uh, there's two uh, hotel arts, though, right? There are, yes. So we have our flagship hotel in Victoria Park, um, and we have our second property, Hotel Arts Kensington, nestled right in Kensington along the Bow River, and that one's a 19-room boutique hotel. And that one, I understand, won TripAdvisor's, uh, was in the top 25 small hotels list for 2020. Yes, so, yes. Yeah. We're so delighted to have that feature. <laughs> okay, so tell me about the uh, two promotions you have coming up. Uh, one is for Valentine's Day, and, other, and the other one involves golf. Let's start with Valentine's. Tell me about that. 
Absolutely. So we are inviting Calgarians to enjoy an off-sofa experience, which is <laughs> something that you just don't get to do right now. Um, so what we've done is we've packaged together our great culinary delights by our executive chef, Quinn Staple, um, in with a luxury stay in one of our hotel rooms. So the package would include a dinner for two set at a a table for two right in your room at Hotel Arts. Um, The menu is a starts with a prong cocktail and crab stuffed mushrooms caps. There's a surf and turf Wellington beef tenderloin for the main and chocolate fondue for dessert. And that all comes with your choice of wines. You can choose from a red, white, rosé or bubbles. Nice. Uh, And this is all served in your room and it's all COVID friendly, right? Exactly. (laughs) Yes. So it's your kind of private luxury dining suite, which is your hotel room. (laughs) (laughs) And it's it's being offered at both locations? It is. Yes. So you can enjoy that at Hotel Arts or Hotel Arts Kensington. Nice. Okay. So there's there's the romance. Let's talk a little bit about uh, this golf promotion. Tell me how that works because I'm thinking of someone's listening, going golf at a hotel uh, during COVID in the middle of a city. <laughs> in the middle of a polar vortex, potentially, yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, right? that yeah. too, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we have just installed uh, golf studios in our um, hotel. So they're in our event space. Um, so the golf studio is a 15-foot-wide simulator, 4K projection screen, Um, And it includes all of your club and ball data. Um, It's some of the best tech that they have on the market right now. So we partnered with Golf Performance Canada to get those up and running. And the the tech is the Foresight Golf Studios. And so you can play from over 20 of the world's most exclusive courses. You can tee off from Pebble Beach, Oakmont, St. Andrews, and then have your stocked golf cart as well with food and beverage service from Hotel Arts. And of course, these aren't quite open yet. We would love to get people on them and playing, but we're just waiting for the provincial health restrictions to lift so we can safely invite people back into our studios. But as soon as those are lifted, we can have people golfing in downtown Calgary in the middle (laughs) of a snowstorm. (laughs) Well, that answers my question. I was going to say, well, how do you get around all the COVID restrictions with that? But obviously, uh, you're waiting till those get lifted and then you can start that promotion, right? Exactly, yes. Now, just getting back to the um, Valentine's one, if uh, in the event that before Valentine's Day hits and the COVID restrictions are lifted and restaurants are allowed to open again, uh, what would happen then? Would you get the option still to have it all served in your room or, or could you dine out, as they would say? Yeah, you could absolutely dine out and join us in Yellow Door Bistro um, for uh, in-restaurant experience, which I think people are definitely missing right now. So we would love to invite people to our restaurant to dine. Um, but we would still have it in the room if that's people's safety levels. I know that people are going to be operating with different levels with or without the restrictions. And we're also offering this for curbside pickups. So the same menu that we're offering in-room, um, if you aren't able to stay with us in the hotel, you're welcome to pick it up and enjoy it at home as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other promotions you got down the road? Oh, we do. We're actually currently running a dinner and a movie package 
Um, so this is just another reason to kind of switch up your weekend routine and get out of your house and enjoy a luxury stay at our hotel. So it includes your accommodations, a gourmet in-room dinner for two, a bottle of wine, two craft sodas. My favorite part is the truffle parmesan popcorn, um, <laughs> other movie snacks, and you'll get a uh, on-demand in-room movie credit as well that you can use. To so you get to choose movie your movie. Room. Exactly, yes. Um, and now, we obviously, we are in the middle, middle of a pandemic and we are waiting for restrictions to be lifted. But uh, what happens now if, uh, if someone's checking in? What do, they, um, what do they go through? Yeah, so we've definitely um, put the safety of our guests and our staff as our top priority. We have been able to maintain our full service model while introducing these new and enhanced health and safety protocols. So guests can safely enjoy and still have the luxury of hotel arts. Uh, we've implemented physical distancing measures in place, so that's all supported by signage, wayfinding, directional markers, plastic shields, even elevator wraps, notes that this rides for two um, to promote that two-meter distancing between individuals. And then some things like decreasing the shared contact points throughout the hotel and increasing our cleaning and sanitation protocols. Um, for example, we have just one laminated um, information page in all of the guest rooms instead of our menus and other collateral. And all of our room service menus are now accessible via QR code. So they just scan that on their phone and can order away. Nice. So upon arrival, guests can be assured that they'll be taken care of in our safe and welcoming environment. Mm-hmm. Well, I think by now you probably have it down pat, right? Exactly. <laughs> Carolyn Watson is a marketing and media relations manager with Hotel Arts. Hotelarts.ca is the website. Uh, pleasure chatting with you, Carolyn. Thank you. Thank you so much, Randy. Well, if you're looking for a winter activity with a different kind of flair, why not look at dog sledding? Sounds like a whole lot of fun to me. So joining us now to tell us more about it is Rich Bittner. He is the co-owner of Howling Dog Tours out of Canmore, Alberta. They've been doing it for over 25 years, so I think they know what they're doing. Uh, Their website is howlingdogtours.com. Hi, Rich. Hey, how's it going today? It's going very well, thank you. Tell me the story of Howling Dog Tours and uh, how it all began. Well, you know what? I was a competitive dog racer back in the early 80s. And um, we moved to Yellowknife because I needed to be needed to get better at my craft, I guess. And I thought that was the best place to do it. And slowly found out that when I would go on the road, my wife would make better money running dogs with uh, tourists in Yellowknife. And that's how we started. And we actually took a contract to do some dog sledding and um, then just moved to Canmore because I grew up in Calgary and the Canmore area and it kind of all started from there. Nice. And here we are today. And here we are today. Tell me about the dogs though. They're the stars, aren't they? Oh yeah. I mean, we have, we have just under 187. Um, and people look at me and go, why do you need that many? And we say, because if we do big groups and big things, we can do up to 16 sleds for a group and we need to give the dogs a good run to rest ratio. And we've always used, um, what's called an Alaskan racing husky. So it's a cross between a greyhound and a Siberian husky. And if you think about the Iditarod or all the dogs that races and, and my background, the dogs have progressed for the last 70 years to get to where they are today. So they're a little bit leaner, um, a little bit taller, 
and not quite as fuzzy. Um, and go is not their problem. <laughs> they like to run and they like to do this, don't they? You bet. Now, my wife has a little bit of a twist in there. She loves the Siberians. So we have about, I'd say, 15% purebred Siberians. Um, and we always pick on them because they don't really work. And I'm looking right now at our Siberian sitting on my floor. Um, his name is Sonny and he lives with us. So he doesn't do much, but, you know, he's a good dog. And the other thing that Howling Dog's done for the last 15 years is that we don't have puppies. We take dogs in from racing kennels and other places um, that need homes. We don't call it rescue. We call it um, taking a dog that maybe doesn't fit onto someone's team. Uh, maybe it's too small or too big or, or they just have too many. Mm-hmm. So because I've been in the industry for a long time, people call me. And we just last year, we went to Whitehorse and picked up 21. Wow. Um, and it's, it's sort of morphed into when people retire, um, one of the guys that ran the Iditarod for 10 years called me and said, I'm going to retire. I don't want to sell my dogs. I want to give the whole kennel to you. Wow. I don't want to part them out. I don't want to, you know, I want them to go to a good home. Mm-hmm. And actually that's happened about four times. So it's, it's kind of neat. So that's our philosophy. That's what people are buying into. What does a typical tour entail then? What do I need to know? Well, we do two. We do, primarily we do two tours. We do a two-hour tour and a half-day tour. So the two-hour tour um, entitles you, you get transportation from Canmore to the site, which is up in the Spray, beautiful Spray Valley, and that takes about half an hour. And then once you get out, you get introduced to your guide, um, and they take you over and introduce you, you know, talk to you about your team and show you the team. And then if you choose, you, you do as much or as little as you want. You can learn to harness and harness dogs and do that. You can help us hold the dogs out while we line them out and put them on the line. And then off you go um, down the trail. You go for about five, six kilometers, and then we stop for a hot chocolate and a snack, and you get to pet as many dogs as you want. And then you come back on the same trail. Um, and in that, the guide talks to you about dogs, teaches you how to drive, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. So do I get to drive the sleigh? I'm not really, uh, I'm pretty pretty lazy. I'd be one of those people who just sort of sit around like <laughs> you and do all the work. <laughs> like I said, Randy, we, we, we're one of the only companies that runs guided sleds, so we have the opportunity, you have the opportunity not to get out of the sled or get out of the sled. And unfortunately, due to COVID, we're not really allowed to put you beside the guide at this time. We're hoping by the end of the month that can happen. Uh, mm-hmm. Normally, what we would do is we would ask people if they want to drive, and they would stand with the guide. Um, we're not doing that right now, but um, normally we would. But again, I always say you can do as much or as little as you want. You don't have to. Um, some of the guided operations, you'll have to. You're you're not with a guide, so you have to run up the hills. You have to deal with the dog problems, untangle dogs, do all that. With howling dog, you don't need to do that. You know, the guide can do all that for you. Nice. Um, so we call it as much or as little as you want. Uh, so our, well, you, you mentioned it now. Uh, how has COVID changed? Uh, you mentioned one aspect of it. What other things have you had to adjust to? I mean, for us, we're outside. So that's the great thing about about being there. And, and because we have so much space and because you, you're individually assigned a sled, normally our sled groups are two adults or two adults and a child. So you're assigned your sled group and you can we can break people up. Um, you know, so that's not a big deal. We separate you right at the site. Um, we've added more vans because we cannot put, uh, you know, as many people in a van because of the restrictions. So there's more vans going, mm-hmm. um, and just, uh, not putting people on the back is, is one of those things. And we do ask that people wear masks. Um, so they're masked. Um, 
when they're doing things. And we just separate you a little bit. The groups just don't mix. So it's not a big stretch for us or the, or the customers. And I guess depending on the weather, you're probably going to wear, wear some face covering anyway. So it's not such a big deal, right? No, not at all. I mean, we, we've, we haven't seen a whole lot of, you know, people. In fact, I don't remember any of them when, when they're booking saying, I, I don't want to do this because you're outside anyway. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's a big deal. Well, you are weather dependent too. Uh, how cold is too cold or when wouldn't you run? So when it starts to get to minus 20, we start asking a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> do, first one is, do you really want to do this at minus 20? You know, the second one is, do, are you properly clothed and are you Canadian? Do you understand <laughs> what minus 20 is? Um, and then at minus 25, that's it. That's the hard, fast, we're not going. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- that's for a few factors. It's, it's you know, it's just too cold for people sitting in a sled. Yeah. Um, it's too cold for those kind of things. So that's what happens. But the great thing about Canmore is our average temperature is minus five. We get very few in the teacup Valley that we're in. We get very few days of minus 20. Uh, well, yeah, obviously, yeah. You, you mentioned that people have to come dressed for the weather. Any other things that I need to know uh, before I show up? Um, not really. We, we really try to say, come dressed like you're going to be outside for two hours. And if mm. you don't understand what that is, we'll tell you. We do have um, boots and, and things to lend out to people um, if they tell us ahead of time. Um, say they don't have a proper pair of winter boots or things like that. Mm-hmm. There's blankets in the sleds. There's things like that. Um, we talk about, you know, are you allergic to cookies and hot chocolate? You know, if you are, then we need to set a different snack for you. Mm-hmm. You know, those kind of things. Um, but that's basically it. You know, and we say, hey, there's a photographer on site that takes a picture of you. If you would like it, you can have a memento of a of yourself in a moving dog sled, which is incredibly hard to do. I would think so, yeah. But it sounds like so much fun. Any uh, age or uh, physical restrictions? So the only thing that we say is we don't do anybody under two because there's no place that's warm there to change diapers or things like that. Mm. So we really say, you know, under two is probably not a good idea. And then physical restrictions, there is none. We've done everybody from two to 95. Nice. Um, And physical restrictions, we have a lot of people um, that are are physically challenged, and they come to us because we have a guide and because we can do things. Nice. So we can do, you know, lifts and transfers. We move sleds right up to the van. We do all that because we have the staff to do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, How late in the season would you go? I I mean, obviously you need snow, but uh, typically uh, how late the season uh, runs? Well, typically we try to go till at least mid-October. Um, sometimes we can stretch it a little longer depending on the snow, but typically it's, or, sorry, mid-October, mid-April, I'm thinking. And you would start, uh, obviously, uh, as soon as the snow hits the ground. Sometimes we can start in, in November, but later, you know, these years we've been doing sort of uh, first part of December. Uh-huh. And easy to book a tour, you just go online on your website, howlingdogtours.com. You bet. You can go online, you can phone us, you can stop by the office if that's what you wish, so. Awesome. Well, it sounds like lots of fun. A great way to get outside. Rich Bittner is the co-owner of Howling Dog Tours, their website, howlingdogtours.com. Thanks for your time, Rich. I really appreciate it. Hey, no problem. It was good to talk to you. And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. Remember, this is the podcast version of the Informed Traveler radio show heard each week on Chorus Radio. You can find more information on the show at our website at theinformedtraveler.ca. 
So thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, let us know. Leave us a review. Tell a friend. And if you want to drop me a line, my email is randy at theinformedtraveler.ca. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler. Or you can follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.com.